this episode. Things don't always turn out the way you planned. The Australian swimming team is preparing for the Atlanta Olympics. He's the golden boy, Superfish, yeah. an amazing champion, past his prime, sliding into obscurity. Even though he was the world record holder for the 400 meters, he didn't make the team. Oh no. I have to swim in the final tomorrow. Lane eight, it's the same water as everybody else. Just swim a good race. And he jumped in the water. The commentators were going off. That gave me tingles, that story. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And uh, it's my turn this week. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm looking right. forward to it. So we just jump straight into the story. And um, it's a sports story, but it's got lessons. And uh, things don't always turn out the way you planned. So we're going to go back to 1996. Okay. Um, just be um, in... The Australian swimming team is preparing for the Atlanta Olympics. And one of the superstars of the Australian team is Kieran Perkins. Uh, at the time, during the, 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 the lead up to the, uh, to the Atlanta Olympics, he was in the 1500 metre, he was the defending Olympic champion. He held the Olympic and world records for the 1500 metres. Right. Freestyle. He was the world record holder for the 400 meters and for the 800 meters freestyle. And like he's the golden boy, superfish. Yeah, super and yeah. uh, but the, the the last year, the last six months in particular of his preparation for Atlanta were frustrating. He had some illness, he had an injury, um, some personal distractions, and like his form just slumped. And um, along with it, his self-confidence. And, you know, he'd been kind of top of the game for four or five years. And it was like, here we got a, you know, another example of a, an amazing champion past his prime, sliding into obscurity. And in the trials to get into the Australian swim team, even though he was the world record holder for the 400 metres, he didn't make the team. Oh, He right. didn't even make the team. Is that right? Yep. Holy smokes. He didn't make the team for the 800 metres. And he scraped into the team coming second in the 1500 metres behind another Australian swimmer, Daniel Kowalski. So he has, he's only in the one event, right? And yeah. Um, so they, they go to Atlanta and uh, for the 1996 Olympics and he doesn't perform well. And in his heat, he halfway through the swim in his heat, he was suffering from cramps. And basically his self-talk was, yeah, maybe this is just, maybe I just end this now. And right. yeah, then I'll just live on my past glory. And he touches out and he, he realized, okay, he's, he's gotten into eighth place in the final like like by, by 0.24 of a second so a tiny amount and he said he looked up and he goes oh no <laughs> i have to swim in the final tomorrow right right yeah. um, and so he's in a bad place mentally and and of course daniel kowalski the the you know the guy that beat him to get into the team he's the you know number one lane four yeah um, you know, got the got the the the, the prime lane, and it's the favourite to win. 
Perkins stands up on the blocks. Uh, he walks up to the blocks to start the race, and he, he just basically says to himself, lane eight, it's the same water as everybody else. Just swim a good race. And he jumped in the water, and he led by a body length at the first turn. He led by two body lengths at the second turn. He led the race the entire way. He won by 20 metres. He beat Daniel Kowalski by seven seconds, which is a incredible margin seven seconds seven and the the commentators were going off they're going this is the most amazing swim ever and it is uh, and this was one of the key one of the main sports or swimming world magazine rates it as the greatest 1500 meter swim of all time and <laughs> what did he, was, he say what did he say about well it? He, he, he talks about it. he says to himself and this is this is the quote that i've got uh, he looked into the pool and told himself, I'm in lane eight. It's the same water as the rest of the pool. I just got to get in there and do it. Wow. That's a, that gave me tingles, that story. And I wonder if it gave me tingles because it's one of those ones where the expectation, you, you, you built the expectations, his expectations were so low. Like the chances of him, you know, even getting a place is oh. a non-existent, right? And like from lane eight. Like yeah. And so, and then I loved how it progressed in the in the race. He led by one length, then two lengths. And then, you know, it sort of builds up in these little steps and all of a sudden he wins by seven seconds. I don't know. It was, it was, um, it was a lovely story. It made, it made me think about this idea of, um, you know, uh, what's what's it sort of under under promise and over deliver under promise over deliver yep <laughs> he certainly did yep. that that's probably Had why everyone expectations went, that's why everyone was going crazy in the commentary box oh, I suppose because yep. they were all thinking there's no way he's, he's going to win this yep yeah yep and uh, Neil Brooks was one of the commentators who had been bagging him out yeah about you know how bad he was performing and etc cetera, etc cetera, and said so he was. Like, man, it was the the number of times he said the word "unbelievable" in his call of the race. Right, right. It was it was just it was it was way over the top. So I called, please stop using that word because <laughs> <laughs> it was you know it was unbelievable and it was totally unbelievable and it's incredibly unbelievable <laughs> and it was. But yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, I, I think some yeah. So those couple of things I loved. I love that building up of the actual all the problems. You know. And how poorly, like the fact that he didn't get even selected for the races that he has a world record for, right? And he only just scrapes in and he has this whole, oh my God, do I have to do the final sort of thing? That attitude. That was great. You just, you couldn't get much lower. No. You, know? you couldn't have brought that guy down. I know this is what happened, but in the story, it was just like, this is, you've really gone low for this person. Yeah. Then, no, I did, I did do a fair bit of reading uh, and, and I watched the race a couple of times. Um, yes, and uh, yeah, he was like we was talking about that heat and how halfway through it, he's just going, "Oh no, yeah, <laughs> best just to slide into obscurity." Yeah, yeah. So that, I, I, I loved, I loved all that. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, like we know who Kieran Perkins is, right? I'm just wondering for a, an audience that may not know who Kieran Perkins is, is there anything? I mean, there was there was a setup, right, about yeah. how this guy had won all these records. 
Yeah, but I around for a while. But I have a visual of him, right? Yep. He's a very tall man, you know, dark hair, uh, sort of, you know, obviously, you know, has that athletic build of a swimmer, uh, massive shoulders. Um, whereas uh, Kowalski was a much smaller guy, wasn't he? You know, and yes, sort of little blonde pocket rocket sort of fellow. I don't know. I, I'm because I have those images. I'm just wondering whether an audience who doesn't have those images needs some help. You know, I, yeah. I mean, and yeah, yeah, I could easily have said something like, particularly for a US audience, you know, it, it kind of a bit of a lookalike for Mark Phelps. Right. See, I reckon that line would be yeah. a great one for, like you say, a US audience because they would know exactly yeah. what that meant. Yeah. So um, it would really help make it more relevant to other audiences. And that's a really good le- lesson for our listeners, right? Is yeah. That, you know, the, the how, how does Perkins stand up to? I oh know Phelps is like the world's greatest type thing, but um, how, how does uh, you know Phelpsy uh, stand? Oh, up? I, 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 you know, I don't think, know. Off the top, I of think head. he can barely stand up for the weight of his all, of all of his gold medals. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a picture of, of Phelps with, I think he's got twenty one gold medals, and, right? And you know, he's wearing all twenty one of his. I, it looked yeah. like a substantial weight. <laughs> you, need, you need to be strong to be able to do that. <laughs> Just yeah. to hold them up. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, there's nothing. I, I, I thought that was a really well-told story, so I loved it. Um, so I can't think of anything extra apart from that to, to think about. What about for you? Would you tell it any differently, do you think? No, or? actually, I'm pretty happy with that telling. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. I would add the Mark Phelps next time. I think that's a you know that's a three four second addition that would uh, that would help it a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah good. So what about business points? Where where do, I mean, you sort of started off with a business point. You know, things don't go how you plan. Um, I think I threw in the expectation sort of yep. business point. Oh um, uh, yeah, I, I guess in any endeavor you might be struggling yeah you know, yeah when things aren't going well okay let me tell you about kieran perkins he wasn't going well yeah, yeah. um as a way of, of t- you know basically but folks we can turn this around yeah that's right we can turn this around i think that's that's a great one isn't it yeah yeah hey it's a good it's a good energizer type story i think you know if if, if a group or a team is feeling a bit down about things that would be a nice story to tell, especially if you could put the video up of him oh, swimming yeah. the, the last um, that last leg or the whole race, actually. Watch the whole race. But 1,500 yeah, minutes no, is it's, a bit long. A bit long, yeah, isn't it? It is a bit long. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could you could cut it um, and just keep in some of the <laughs> highlights. Some of the, some of the superfluous commentary. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, yeah, so I think see, that's a couple of good uh, business points. Yeah, maybe if you're introducing a uh, a new strategy, and right. the strategy is a bit of a, a, a you know substantial change yes. for your company, um, and you could go, okay, folks, we're going to talk about our new strategy, but first, I want to give you an example of how you can turn things around. Yeah, and da 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 da. Yeah, so yeah. it does have the turn the things around, but you could tell that story as a way of kind of setting the scene and go, now this is what we're going to, this is the objective of our strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and I can imagine people then sort of using the language, sort of saying, yeah. Well, you know, we've 
we can do a Perkins on this, can't we? You know, yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, because I remember you uh, telling the story, the hidden hidden figures story. Yeah, right. Um, about how uh, a leader was introducing the the the, the sales was it a sales kickoff for no, it was a big town hall. There's yeah, two, two, C, two CEOs, yeah. Oh, that's right. And one of them yeah. told the hidden figure story and said, we need to be aware yeah. of what's our Fortran. That's it. Yeah, and what's our Fortran. We'll yeah. put it in the show notes. We'll put a link to the telling of that story because we've, mm. we've shared that on the podcast as well, yeah. the hidden figure yeah. story. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, okay. That's good. They're good ones. So what about giving this a score i guess i get okay. to give it a score you though. you get to go first um this is an this is a solid 8 out of 10 story right this is top shelf top shelf top Oof. shelf uh top to middle shelf top to second shelf i think somewhere in there can't i guess you can't have something in between shelves Got a mezzanine shelf <laughs> mezzanine level <laughs> uh, all right what are you giving it I'm, I mean, I, I really like it. Business application is for me where it falls down. I, I love the story. I'm going to give it a seven. If it had, if it had broader business application, I'd give it an eight. You know, one of the uh, reasons why I wanted to give it an eight is that I got tingles down the spine. Oh, well, that's that, right? is, so, that is a good reason. And so, to give it an eight. yeah, yeah. So, like, I reckon if you have any sort of, you know, response like that, you've just heard a good story. Yeah. He should be making a note of that, and um, because the chances are, when you retell it to someone else, they will have that experience as well. So, mm. um, yeah, great story, Mark. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to uh, get the transcript of my telling of it at the at the opening and put that into my story bank as well. Because uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes you tell a story and you nail it, and sometimes you don't. Um, <laughs> that's right we've had plenty of examples of both on this podcast yeah definitely fantastic well thanks everyone for listening in to anecdotally speaking and of course tune in next week for another episode of how to put your stories to work bye for now Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.